0: Follow us on patreon.com forward slash strangebedfellows. You will have to enter that in because the fact that we are adult content means that we have agreed to make ourselves unsearchable on their website. My name is Elle and I'm a sex educator.
1: My name is Jen and I'm a private investigator.
0: We want to learn more about ourselves.
1: I'm like the boring vanilla one over here that's like, I don't do anything, but I'm cu- I'm curious.
0: And the fact that we're both sex workers means that we have insight into things taboo.
1: Trigger warning, if you're easily upset by this stuff, maybe take a break.
0: I have a feeling this is going to be weird.
1: Sex and politics make for some very strange bedfellows.
0: Hello, ladies. Hello. 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 So Jen and I are here today with my friend Sarah Jane. Uh, Sarah Jane is a former stripper, and she currently spends her time working in a medical office and going to school. And she worked in the nightlife industry for about 10 years, and she's been retired for about four. And a few years ago, you confided to me that you might be asexual.
1: Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah.
0: So let's dive in. I'm Jen, just you really, had, yeah
1: I'm just so pumped to be able to chew the shit, chew the fat with like another dancer yeah so
2: I'm like yay
0: uh-huh yeah I was do you ever miss it
2: yeah I do yeah yeah totally
0: yeah would you ever go back
2: uh my body's kind of fucked so I feel you I think that that is the main factor that keeps me from going back you know it's like it's like hard to get out of bed in the morning sometimes you know my body's just so damaged from the years of dancing did you um did you do a lot of pole work or no not really I did a lot of floor work and acrobatic things
0: yeah that'll fuck your body
2: just as hard as anything else
0: you were a gymnast I mean do you still have any photos of you doing handstands
2: yeah I think so somewhere
0: yeah she would just do a handstand for like I don't know how long
2: yeah if I got bored and no one was tipping I would just (laughs) pop up in a handstand and stay there for a couple minutes. That's pretty cool. <laughs>
0: like, no exaggeration. I know. It's, <laughs> isn't it such a nice, like, fuck you to an ungrateful audience where you're like, look at me doing this thing. Yeah, I'm aware. Zero dollars. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, you. look at me
2: do this thing, but I'm actually also not doing anything. You know what I mean? <laughs> so fuck you. <laughs> uh, exactly. Um, when did you know you were done? Um, I knew... I actually... I kept dancing... A lot longer than I should have like I knew I was done for a couple of years before I actually quit I was in a lot of pain like going to work and getting into my heels was really painful because my feet were so fucked up and my calves were so tight from wearing the six inch shoes my back you know really really hurt dude and, the arching it all yes, night really yeah hurts. yeah and then uh even emotionally and mentally I was really burnt out Mm-hmm. And um,
0: you worked in a tough club though.
2: I did. It was like a hustle club.
0: Yeah. I tried Lots working in that club and it was, it was like I tell new girls, I'm like, don't start there. It's so difficult. There's too many dancers. The, The clientele is shit. I mean, that's this is a club that literally I know someone, a a stripper who was at the bar and some guy said something douchey and she would, you know, shut him down, but politely because that's how she was. And he started peeing on her at the bar and he got removed. But the staff was angry that he like peed in the bar, not that he peed on one of their workers.
1: (laughs) Was it always that way or was it like a change? Because I was under the impression that, that the club
2: that you were at used to be like the club like back I don't know. That's what I always heard too. Yeah. Yeah. It used to be the club, but I mean, the bouncers don't have the girls backs
0: at all Mm -hmm. at
2: all. You know, if you know, a customer is being a belligerent asshole. You know, they're not going to kick him out Mm -hmm. if he's being a dick to the girls because they're buying alcohol.
0: Well, and even it was so bad that when I was there, even if a customer assaulted a dancer, they wouldn't necessarily kick him out. It was like shit happens. You should have been watching. Yeah. Ugh.
2: It was pretty tough.
0: Yeah. So I don't blame you having burnout like that much faster um so how did you audition how old were you when you auditioned
2: i was i think i had just turned 21 okay and um i was modeling on this website called (laughs) fatalbeauty.com and i don't think it exists anymore but um the photographer who used to shoot for suicide girls wanted to start his own website to kind of try to compete with suicide girls Mm. so me and a couple other girls that i knew we started modeling on the website and then they started having a fatal beauty night at Devil's Point on Tuesday nights. Mm-hmm. And so just because I was on the website as a model, I just kind of transitioned into the club dancing. So I didn't really audition. Interesting. just kind of ended up there and then got to know the owner and the staff. And then from there I got other shifts. Huh. So
0: Yeah. So what was your first shift like if you just kind of transitioned into stripping?
2: It was wild. <laughs> um, I mean, I didn't know what the hell I was doing on stage you know like i was completely like out of my comfort zone and you know didn't really know how to like dance like a stripper you know i probably looked like an idiot yeah we all do yeah i had a lot of fun and i i made a lot of money and it it felt good like i left the feeling really good about myself
0: and this was also because how many years ago was this now this must have been like what almost 15 years ago when you're like oh I didn't know what I was doing but I made a lot of money and this is what I hear from dancers from that time era where it was way easier to make money without having to work so hard or really work at all
2: yeah no back then I never even did a private dance wow I just made stage money see people (sighs) expect so much from you now. yeah they do they really do
0: I feel like the climate has changed too, and I hear that from dancers also.
1: I think a lot of it, unpopular opinion here, I think a lot of it is because it's more popular now, at least in this city, for young groups of young people, mixed groups, men and women, to go. Like you don't get your, I don't know, your average strip club customer. It used to be like a bachelor party or older gentlemen. They had gentlemen. Goals. Yeah, that were really there for... for... for the intimacy experience Mm -hmm. you know and now um and now you get lots of mixed groups that are like put on a show and they expect you to fucking kill yourself for a dollar yeah Yeah, they do and get angry when the help talk back to them you Mm -hmm. know
0: yeah people have been spoiled by youtube because they're like oh i've seen all this amazing shit do something amazing for me but it's like like, i'm a real
1: poll classes (sighs) i can do that
0: (laughs) right exactly um so can we talk about your sexual history we mentioned earlier that you Had said you might be asexual. Can I ask, because we haven't caught up in a while, where do you, how are you feeling about your sexual identity these days?
2: (laughs) Uh, I'm pretty confident that I identify as asexual. Okay. After I kind of had that epiphany that I shared with you a couple years ago.
0: Let's talk about that.
2: Yeah. So I totally remember (laughs) exactly where I was when I had this thought. I was uh, in my car driving home. And I was thinking about this girl that I know who's a conservative Christian and she was dating this guy and they were not having sex and they had been together for a couple of years. And I was like, huh, you know, I wonder what that would be like to just date somebody and not have sex with them. And like that thought kind of like relaxed me. And I was like, oh. it brought me peace. And then the next thought I had was, but what if I never felt like I needed to have sex with somebody? And then that thought, like, brought me a lot of peace. And I was like, "Yeah, I don't ever want to have sex again." Oh. <laughs> do you? Do
1: you still want um, romantic relationships though, without sex, or
2: just? I don't really feel the need for it. I feel like uh, I'm fulfilled by other things, like my friendships fulfill me. Um,
0: Your cats, my cat, so- my mm-hmm. you know
2: animals. You know, I get that uh, connection. Or I find fulfillment in, um, you know, crafts. That sounds kind of silly. But no. being creative, I guess, or mm-hmm. getting out in nature or reading a book. Like there are so many other things I would rather do than mm-hmm. have sex.
0: Are you a bird watcher? Yes, I yeah, am. Yeah, you're a bird watcher. Of course you are. <laughs> I knew the answer to that. And you have, you have a pretty good relationship with your parents. And yeah. You, you go to groups and reading groups and stuff. It's actually kind of really nice because it's like people forget I mean, we all need socialization and touch, but I think definitely so many times when I talk to people who are actually trying to date and have partners and I'm like, Well, do you like go any, go to any like volunteer things or meetup groups or events? And they're like, Not really. I'm like, Well, no shit, you can't meet people.
1: Yeah. I mean, I feel that pain. I'm a very solitary yeah person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know, it's weird. I wouldn't consider myself asexual no, by any means. You're not but, asexual But however, at the same time, like there is nothing like being by yourself. Yeah. And if I don't, I don't know, if I don't have like someone who's really caught my eye in my life, I don't think about sex mm-hmm. either or mm-hmm. feel particularly motivated in my pursuit of it. Okay. So do people say, uh, ask you an annoying question that I know um, a lot of people with different different sexual
2: orientations get about like, do they say, oh, is this just a phase? Well, I actually don't really talk about it because it doesn't really it's not really that big of a deal to me, honestly. Like, I don't know what the big fuss would be about.
0: So I'll be that person. (laughs) Do you think this is a phase?
2: No, I don't. Because even like when I became sexually active when I was 17 and through my 20s, when I was in relationships and had sex, I never really wanted to have sex. I did it because, you know that's what you know you're you're, you know raised that you do you have sex you get in a relationship you know and that's what you do that's what you do yeah and you know i didn't want to be prude You know, there's that whole thing like, don't be a prude. You didn't want to be judged. Yeah,
1: God, you know, there's gonna be some d bag listening to this though. That's gonna be like, well, she just hasn't been with me yet.
2: Oh, you don't have enough faith in our listeners. (laughs) (laughs) That's what.
0: That's like what guys say to lesbians. They're like, well, you just haven't had good dick. Yeah. Uh, Um. So there, I know that there's people listening for sure who are like, how did you do your stripper job and not have like. like experiencing any attraction
2: oh my stripper job was therapeutic yeah I I mean that That job was so healthy for me I mean just because I identify as asexual and I don't want to have sex it doesn't mean that I don't have sexual energy you know Mm. we all do it's like that's a natural human thing right Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean I may not want to have sex but having sex is normal
0: Mm-hmm. you know so. do you and can i ask do you masturbate no okay do you have any arousing dreams
2: yes i would say my body when i feel like it needs to release that i will orgasm in my sleep mm-hmm. or i actually have kind of figured out this breathing technique where i can like, I guess the best way to describe it is I can circulate energy. What? Mm-hmm. I so if I take a technique. breath... Oh, I can teach you. Yeah. It may not work, though. I don't know, because I've got all this sexual energy, like, pent up in my body, and I'm not releasing it. But if I breathe out, I can feel, you know, arousal, I guess, is the best way to describe it, or, like, euphoric arousal. Like, uh, move down the front of my body, and then I kind of feel it go into my clitoris. And then when I... um when I breathe in, I kind of feel it go up the back of my spine. And when I circulate this energy in my body, I can feel my clitoris contract, which is basically What an orgasm is, is a contraction of muscles. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, can I learn how to do this
1: and then negate the need for another person in my life? Yeah, right. Because it's really just inconvenient. (laughs) I get really inconvenienced by my urges and really resentful when I'm horny because I'm like, I don't have time for this shit. (laughs) And See, that's where you are (laughs) in your professional life. That's so funny. (laughs) Um,
0: We should definitely, um, because I've practiced a little bit of that at a training, actually. So this is great. Let's talk more about that in our after show. which you know you have to go to patreon to hear so it's only like a dollar guys patreon.com forward slash strange bedfellows um so therapeutic and do you still maintain any relationships with anybody you met in the club like client-wise dancer I mean obviously dancer-wise hello
2: yeah I've got a couple dancer friends you're one of them and you know I've got some girls on Facebook but we don't really talk and
0: um what about do you have any any customers or any clients that you ever have like take you to dinner or anything? Does that ever happen anymore? Cause you had some of those. Yeah,
2: I've got a, I've got a couple of them. There's one I'm particularly fond of. He likes to dress up as a woman, and I'll do his makeup because mm-hmm. I'm also a makeup artist. Oh, cool! And then we go out, and we go out for dinner, and then he takes me to some clubs,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and we spend a lot of money on the girls. So yeah, I talk to him every once in a while. It's been a, it's been a while since I've seen him, but
0: that's cool yeah we still talk yeah I remember you had um, something I always noticed about you which has never been and I noticed it because I'm like oh that's not really how how I operate but I but I like how I I've watched you do this you have very calm um, understanding relationships with people where I guess it doesn't feel like there's any expectation like you have a couple of you know, man friends that I would say are kind of like sugar daddies, but they're not because there's no real sex, but like they'll take you to dinner, you said, or something like that. Well,
2: I I definitely don't think of them as sugar daddies. Right. Because they don't like compensate me for my time. Like the only people I might classify in that category would be people I've met at the club. Like the the guy that dresses up in drag and takes Mm -hmm. me out. He'll pay me for my time. Mm -hmm. But there's no like sex or anything between us Mm -hmm. um as far as like male friends go I mean I have guy friends that'll take me out to dinner and but I think it's just them being gentlemen
0: Mm -hmm. yeah it's just a friend thing yeah yeah so how was your job you talked about the stripping being therapeutic um it cheered me up a lot when I would have a hard time actually working I think about this sometimes not only at the club where I am now, where I'm happy to be, but then like the more difficult ones that I worked and the one when I worked at yours, but you said, yeah, I I loved my job. I got to drink and talk to people and dance and it was nice. And I was like, oh, that's such a nice way to think about it because I'll head into the shift where I'm like, okay, I'm ready for this like emotional warfare against these strangers who are gonna fuck with me. And I've like become so negative because, you know, it's it's hard to not, I think, recall the more negative instances. Mm -hmm. And it's like, wait, but what are the things that I will miss someday? Yeah.
2: Well, for me, it was just really therapeutic because it was a way for me to, um, you know, interact with people. And for me, just the act of dancing in a sexual way is intimate. It sounds kind of silly, but like, for me, I enjoy giving lap dances because that's as far as I want to take it with anybody, really. (laughs) So, you know, it was like... You know, I got I got something out of it and they got something out of it because I really enjoyed what I was doing.
1: Mm-hmm. I feel you. Definitely as I'm transitioning out of the business, I appreciate it. I appreciate the interaction more. Now, A, now that I'm not necessarily depending on the money and I don't have to work those like high volume, high pressure shifts. But I have, it's so nice to be able to have light interactions with people. I mean, my day job is pretty intense and mm-hmm. pretty gnarly. You know so i i appreciate it now too that i'm like i can just have a drink with somebody and make flirty shallow chit chat and Mm -hmm. it's fine Mm -hmm. and i don't have to be anything but a pretty girl
0: you Mm -hmm. know I remember um, a client. There's this show here in town. They're one of our sponsors for Slut Walks. So I'm going to name drop them real quick. But Mystery Box. Have either one of you gone to Mystery Box before? I'm not. Okay. It's storytellers and they talk about their, their sexual experiences and how they were impactful. And there was a client. There was a client man who said that he had an erotic massage once and it was very calming for him because as a client, he realized all he had to do was be a hard dick. You you know, and for us, it's kind of the same because it's like I'll be leaving, you know, being a a parent where I've had to make all these challenging multitasking decisions for like 10 hours with this little human that I'm trying to grow. And I'm like, you know what? Thank God I can go to the club and just like sit down and look at a stranger and be like, what do you have for me? (laughs) Like, you know, like I can actually just maybe sit here and do a little less.
1: (laughs) Can I? Um. Can I ask like, more about kind of transitioning out of the industry? So when you transitioned into your new career, did, do they know what you used to do?
2: Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm working great. for a friend. Oh, okay. Yeah. Awesome. Ugh,
0: thank God. Otherwise, do you think it would be any challenge? Mm, any additional I don't challenge? think
2: so. Like, it doesn't bother me. I mean, other people's opinions don't affect me. So right. it's not my problem if someone is uncomfortable with my past.
0: Well, I mean, in, in terms of getting other employment, though.
2: Well, I've had like other jobs. It's not like if I handed in a resume, it would just say stripper. Right, oh, right. You gotcha. know, I was a makeup artist simultaneously while I had a night job. I had a day job mm. and that was kind of uh, planned. So I would never find myself in a situation where I had to explain what I was doing right. for years, because mm-hmm. I think that's like a common fear and something that people,
1: I mean, really cite when they're trying to get out of the business and that hinders them. I mean, I I know it was a problem mm-hmm. for me as though it's like, what do I say I've been doing? That's a legitimate for the fear last though. Twenty years, but yeah. I, I don't know. I kind of decided that I just. I'm not willing to hide yeah what I've been doing for 20 years and that if a career wasn't going to accept me because of it that it's probably the wrong career however other people might have dreams that are a lot different than mine and might need to do that Mm -hmm. you
0: definitely have to lie about it
1: but I like your idea which is having a day job Mm -hmm. while you have the night job is
0: Mm -hmm. if you can I tell girls that too oh my god I get messages from new girls they're like I think I want to start dancing um i have this other job right now and i'm like if you can do both then you should because the only
1: saving grace at the gig economy
0: of the what economy? The
1: gig economy, like Postmates and Uber and all those kind oh. of, mm-hmm. it, it, you know, I usually sneeze at that model of employment, but I can see how that would be really helpful for someone who's looking to build a resume. What have you been doing while mm-hmm. I drove for Uber? All the, they don't have to know that you only did it like once a month. Exactly. Mm. You know, so good. So,
0: <sighs> so let's take a break. Attention service and sex industry workers, Seeking Space Yoga is dedicated to providing a holistic option for after your shift with new 3 a.m. and 4 a.m. class times. Seeking Space is rooted in empathy and they've combined creative flows and experienced teachers to provide a safe inviting space for any and all wishing to find peace on the mat. Need a little motivation? They are offering 10% off on all memberships and packages for those in the industry. Visit SeekingSpaceYoga.com or download the Seeking Space Yoga app for more information and a full list of class times.
1: Passion by Kate is an award-winning resource for women and couples who crave a more intimate, exciting, and fulfilling sex life. Passion by Kate's affirming writing, Workshops and one-on-one counseling help you create a new level of openness and intimacy with your partner without feeling awkward, twisting yourself into a pretzel, or spending hours a day on intimacy-building activities. Learn more and find hashtag FreedomAndPleasure at PassionByKate. That's K-A-I-T dot Mention this podcast to receive a complimentary 30-minute counseling session when you purchase any Passion by Kate product or service.
0: If you're looking to jazz up a jacket, bag, or just your fine self, our friends at Gimme Flair have everything you could possibly need. Gimme Flair is the largest online retailer of pins and patches that range from the cute and sweet to the snarky and slutty. They are sex positive, queer friendly, and aim to crush mental health stigma, all with fun flair from around the globe. Check out gimmeflare.com to browse items from over 250 plus artists. All right, so Sarah Jane and Jen, let's do some listener questions. Okay, Jen, do you want to read the first one? Sure.
1: I'm a stripper. I love my job, but lately I don't. I think I have a stalker. I've had weird things happen, like I moved and threw a toy in my glove box and noticed the batteries are missing. My window magically shattered on my car with no one in sight on my neighbor's camera. And now, oh, you're shaking your head. And now, someone left an emergency pet fun shirt in my Yorkie size in my front door. I'm scared. I'm a single mom with two kids. I have a couple of strange customers, one in particular who is getting obsessive, coming in every day I work, which is four to five days, staring while I talk to other customers, saying he saw my child and puppy from another dancer a week ago and he knew what I drove. I have a security system, but I'm thinking of getting cameras. I'm scared to even go to work. I'm paranoid. I'm freaking out. I've never had this happen. Actually, I have a couple of suggestions Please, for you.
0: please, please. Um,
1: first off, get a car alarm. Get those security cameras. If you really think, you know, I think that's a good investment if you really think that somebody is physically intruding on your property. Um, another couple of things that I know that People I know have tried and done when they have uh, problem problems and regulars coming in the club is you can talk to your management and see if you can use a different name on the mm, schedule for a little while. If there's a schedule. If there's, if a, there's a posted a schedule. schedule. Posted. Um, also, you could just talk to your management about having these people banned outright. Um, I would definitely take my coworkers aside and remind them harshly not to tell personal details of my life Mm -hmm. to anyone else because i i find that to be pretty egregious (sighs) like it says here that that he saw her child and puppy from another dancer oh man i would give that dancer a talking to because that's endangering your safety and yeah if that's the case um as far as knowing what you drove i mean always get walked out if
0: if you have bouncers if that you walk have bouncers you out, that
1: walk you out, I would request that. Um, what
0: do you think? So, God, it sucks because it's like you have to go through all this work and spend money and like, but yeah, it's it sucks because when every time I feel like I'm presented with these questions, I'm like, wow, we have to do so much more work just to keep ourselves safe. Right. So fucking unnecessary. Pardon my language. Um, if the customer is coming in almost every day, I don't think changing your name is gonna do a whole lot because they're gonna, I mean, a lot of places don't post a schedule. Um, you need to say something to this customer. If you can't, then I definitely agree. You need to make an appeal to management. Make it brief. Say, these things happened. I think it's this person. I am afraid. Can we ban this person? Because I know that owners hate getting a long, apologetic email where you have to dig to the middle to find out what's really going right. on um so can you switch clubs
2: even yeah that's another possibility even
0: briefly you know sarah jane you're definitely welcome to weigh in on these
2: well i think first she needs to confront the customer yeah and in doing that she's gonna take her power back one and two she can kind of feel out his reaction certainly you know what i mean and and read that
0: yeah, I, I want see. And that was the very first thing I would do. And I've done this the only time I immediately suspected I was being stalked. And it was a guy who had a red motorcycle who came in like three or four. I don't remember how many days in a row. And same thing, stared at me um, and I was driving up Barber Boulevard in my former car and I definitely saw the red motorcycle behind me and I slowed down drastically and so did they and then it was like I, I was texting my boyfriend at the time and like this is what's happening and I ended up losing this car and then the very next time that I went into shift and I was fucking terrified because this was 10 years ago and I was almost 10 years ago I was way more of a new stripper and I was younger and I didn't know how to assert myself yet but I took a deep breath and I thought about it and I went up to the guy and I said why were you following me yesterday and he was like, oh, no, I wasn't. I said, yeah, up barber. You have a red motorcycle. And he says, oh, I, I work over there. I was like, OK, I saw you. Don't do it again. He never came in the club again. Never, ever, ever. Never, never saw. You know, I'm not saying that'll work for you. But it worked for me. <laughs> um, um,
1: I've been pretty lucky. I actually haven't had any actual club stalkers, just like personal life. Personal life, like ex date, kind of stalker type people.
0: Ugh. I'm trying to think. I don't think I've really. Eh, yeah, mine is more social media stalkers. <sighs> Um, yay
1: what's what we get to deal with as women i know everyone gets a stalker of some sort
0: (laughs) and you get a stalker babies and you get
1: a stalker baby's first stalker i remember my first time
0: yeah um police are not to be trusted in many situations unfortunately you should call and you should file a report and this needs to be documented and Uh, the fact that you're a stripper really increases the likelihood that the cops won't take it seriously at all but if you can I know that it's more emotional labor for you please try because if there is especially as a parent this is going to sound horrific but as a parent if something terrible happens to you the best you can do is show proof and documentation pointing to who you think did it
1: yeah that's um That's what the judge will look most favorably upon. Yeah, there needs to be record
0: record of this. So next question, a little lighter. My wife and I want to know what is the proper etiquette when going into strip clubs, especially because we don't want to offend the strippers. Any help? Thanks.
1: Don't jerk each other off at the rack, please. Oh, my God.
0: Yeah. (laughs) This is a place (laughs) where I can. Yeah, you don't get to match the level of intensity of like the sexuality that's going on in here like please don't rub her breasts at the table or like oh, slide so your hand up her. just wait till you get home it's not a sex club go to a sex club if you can if they have those where you live what else
1: uh if your wife is a jealous type
0: don't come in don't,
1: don't come in if either is going to get jealous and weird mm-hmm. about stuff like that uh, if you want to get a lap dance discuss the level of interaction you want first. And let the dancer know, like if I'm just dancing for her or him or both of you, Mm -hmm. so no one's left out or no one's angry or uncomfortable. Or uncomfortable.
0: Um, Yeah, I like to ask people, I say, So am I focusing on one of you more or are we sharing? And it's usually, you can tell, they half the time they're like, Oh, it's for this. Like they know, they know, you know, they did talk about it. And the other time they're like, Oh, no. (laughs) And that's when I'm like,
1: Okay, I'm gonna share. Don't talk about us in the third person yeah amongst yourselves i yeah. hate that shit like don't we're not do it.
0: like we're not right next to you yeah
1: she can fucking hear you
0: come yeah. on she's really hot Ooh, i like this one look at how she moves look at her ass i mean okay sure do that you guys are in your fantasy world but it's like i'm right here
1: oh. <laughs> yeah that's it's like triggers me to a very ugly really <laughs> bad place when people do that yeah i hate that i don't like it so when rude. people
0: do it on stage because i feel like it's more of a general audience where they're like look at this one um, but, you know, honestly, I just personally, I feel like in the dance room, I've entered into a different container where, with the client in mind, I'm like, as a couple, they're seeking some interaction right. that I am precluded from, if that's the word, or discluded from. Um, and so, it, yeah, it, it makes me less irritated.
1: I feel like it only ever happens to be on stage. Okay. People talk about me in the third person and and like say it just I don't know it makes me feel like I'm being erased
2: Mm -hmm. somehow Mm -hmm. it just I just find it really rude
0: what did you used to not like or prefer
2: um well I preferred it when they were friendly you know just like smile and you know just be a little warmer because we get so many different types of people come in it's like we're also trying to like figure you out Like Mm -hmm. trying to read, read the situation, you know, and, and also don't think that you're going to take one of the girls home for a threesome. Mm -hmm. That's another one. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. That's not par for the course. No. I would say. (laughs) Um, What else?
1: But it's amazing though. How that's how many couples think that that's going to happen. I know they've got. A woman, especially if they have like an attractive wife, that that's going to be the bait that brings you home. I know, right? I, oh,
0: my God. Yeah, I had a guy, a guy come up to me once when I was newish dancing, a eh, year and a half in. So I had I'd started like, I was feeling pretty. Uh, my ovaries were bigger. And <laughs> this guy was like, oh, my wife thinks you're hot. She's over there. Go make out with her. And I was like, I don't know her. And he's like, oh, well, don't you think she's attractive? And it's like irrelevant, totally irrelevant, at, sir. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to go put my mouth on someone's mouth. I don't know. Plus, I'm at work. That's not what I, happens I here. I see
1: tons of attractive people every day and somehow refrain from like dry humping them
0: in the grocery <laughs> store. <laughs> I'm going to let y'all in on a secret. Attractiveness means nothing if you have a gross, yucky soul. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna get to know your soul. I don't even, it's so rare. Maybe this is different for you too, but like looking at people, I don't really ever, like, eye candy is not a thing for me. Does that make sense? I don't, I don't ever see someone and it's rare that I see someone and feel struck by it or, you know what I mean? Uh,
1: That happens to me every now and then, even though I have a really particular kind of.
0: Thing, thing you're looking that for. I find
1: attractive and I don't see it very often. What, when what is I it? Do, what is it? I don't know.
2: It just... a, a t- You know. <laughs> Come <laughs> on, girl. You can't say <laughs> that and not not tell us. Um, I, Well, I mean, because... It, Are it's they
0: musician-y? Angsty, no, usually intellectual? A little,
1: usually a little artsy and, and ropey. And I like grayish ropey. hair.
0: Ropey, like lanky. Yeah. 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 Tattoos,
1: that whole thing. It's, yeah. it's such a cliche, but... <laughs>
0: We all have our things. Uh, Let's see. What else? Um, Yeah. Like totally what you said, Sarah Jane. Just be a friendly person. Please don't try to play it cool. I don't expect you to know what you're doing, but I don't want you to try to boss me around. You know? Yeah. She wants this. Yeah. You can be like, hey, we've never been here before. Or can you tell us what the going rate is for a singles dance? Or we don't know the rules here. Could you tell me like what's allowed for contact?
1: Oh, oh a dollar for each of you yeah, yeah. don't Not put a dollar between for you a couple like yeah
0: <sighs> yeah That's explain that ignored. explain yeah. that more please
1: yeah um a lot of people think that if they come in and it's a unit they only have to tip like As a unit so <laughs>
0: like when she's when the when we're just being so like <laughs> cis right now but it's always it's always men women couples that do this like she'll sit on his lap and then they put a dollar in front of them i'm like oh you're 50 well, I cents each now just, too,
1: they also think that oh yeah especially when they're sitting on the lap but we're only taking up one chair yeah. two fucking people come mm-hmm. on now um also too I, I still think that there's this misconception that that women don't have to tip Right. Especially yeah. like straight women don't have to tip, yeah, you know, because I'm a woman. Yeah. I don't care.
2: Your don't money. Care. Yeah. Like, I'm, to
0: me. Yeah. I'm working.
2: Yeah. I wonder what the psychology behind that is. Like, why do straight women feel that they're the exception to the rule? Well,
1: part of it, I read this fucking Cosmo article a while <laughs> back, which that was bad enough, which I shouldn't have done, but it was a Cosmo article about women and strip clubs and had an interview I'm sure manufactured by some dancer who said oh it's we love it when women come to the club and we'll often let them get away with things for free because it's so sweet and innocent and I would swear like my head almost exploded exploded.
2: are those the same women that take pole dancing classes and then say I'm not a stripper yes (laughs) Mm, or like talk shit about strippers (laughs)
1: yep or they they're also the same women that come to your club and just dance
2: Uh, oh my god
1: when some like when uh that 50 cent it's your birthday song comes (laughs) on and they all get up in their white jeans and like (laughs) just grind on each other trying to take (laughs) i can tell this has happened to you before i'm so i'm deeply triggered now (laughs) i haven't
0: heard that song in quite a while actually Uh. but i'm yeah any 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 like hip-hop song that's like really gritty and like a not just seems so out of context for a bunch of like white women to be wooing to I'm like this is like not
1: yeah the same women that don't have to think they don't have to tip you or the same women that thought it was okay to have their bachelorette parties at gay clubs before <sighs> gay marriage was legalized <laughs> it's like oh, you know <laughs> it's the same same kind of person. Oh
0: my god. Let's go look at the
1: gay guys. Oh my god. They'll just be so happy. They'll just they'll it'll be fine. It'll
0: be so exciting.
1: They'll just love they'll us. They'll love us. <laughs> they'll think we're so fun.
0: Um, let's see.
1: Fuck you, Tina. <laughs> I know. This is turning into a roast.
0: Um, I think yeah, I don't know. So yeah, just just be just be a nice human. Ask questions if you don't know things. Say thank you. That's cool. Don't take any, don't try to take any photos. I mean, oh, like, yeah, don't ask. Take photos. Ask. I'm, some people are probably fine with that. I had a guy ask if he could take pictures of my feet like two weeks ago, and I was like, eh, sure. <laughs> you know? But in general, don't like, don't just try to do that.
1: How, uh, however, what you should feel free to do is. Go home and fuck like crazy <gasps> when it's over with. Hopefully we inspire you to do that. Yeah. That's okay.
0: That's Yeah, that's recommended. <laughs> yeah, I love being a couples aid, partner aid, marital aid. Hey friends, do you get sore muscles or stiff joints like us? How's your skin? Is it dry, itchy, irritated, bruised, or sunburned? If so, it sounds like you need some day balm in your pocket nabalm that's N-A-E-B-A-L-M, is an all-natural skin and body balm handmade right here in Portland. Nabalm products use a base of organic olive oil and beeswax followed by an infusion of therapeutic essential oils, each of which provides all sorts of benefit. Oh yes, and they smell amazing. To learn more, check out Naebalm.com or search Nabalm on Facebook or Instagram.
1: Do you have sex questions? Do you want help learning new techniques, communicating with a partner, opening a relationship, or exploring kink? Sex and intimacy coach Stella Harris can help. Visit her office in Portland or connect via Skype to take your intimate life to the next level. Learn more and schedule at www.stellaharris.net or follow her on Instagram at Stella Harris Erotica.
0: So we'll talk a little bit more about asexuality. Did any of you, did either of you ever watch the Simpsons?
1: Yes. No.
0: Do you remember when, I don't remember. It's one of Marge's sisters, Selma or Patty. I think it was Patty dated uh principal Skinner. And at one point Homer asks Marge, I'm just, he's, he asked, he's like, I thought your sisters were celibate. And Marge is like, no what you know, one of them was celibate. The other one just had celibacy thrust upon her. And I was thinking about oh. that in the shower last night. And I was like, wow, someone Patty, whichever one was celibate, she wasn't celibate. She was asexual, you know, and how often in history, I think people are referred to as celibate as if it was like, like a choice to abstain mm-hmm. rather than just not having that desire. Right. And how often people like to, we're like, oh, men and women, this is what we do. And if you don't do this, then you're weird, or you just don't even exist. Because there's people who are like, "No, asexuality is not real." Of course, it's real. You're sitting right next to.
1: <laughs> I think maybe people have a hard time wrapping their head. I mean, it's like any sexual orientation that isn't cis. Um, yeah, you know that people just can't wrap, like it's can't new. Wrap, Like they can't wrap their head around the fact that it's not a choice mm-hmm. that it's an orientation and it's just right. how, how you are.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah. there's an article here, um, the Tumblr bloggers building a canon of asexual history. Academics have long ignored the history of asexuality. So online communities are stepping in. And it talks quite a bit about just going back to, yeah, writings, um, people who were kind of shrouded in secrecy, but it starts uh, speaking about 19th century British feminist, Elizabeth Wollstenholme Elmy. So she had a lot of issues with uh, sex in general. She said men she felt used women purely for sex, an act she described as, quote, the degradation of her temple to solely animal uses. So there were some different <laughs> hang-ups, hangups about sex anyway. Um, but her solution was to base relationships not on sex, but on what she called psychic love, or the realization of justice, equality, and sympathy between the sexes so despite all of these articles books and writings about uh, Br- british in this case british feminists uh she's never once mentioned as asexual so a 19 year old sophomore at fordham university has started researching it and she's building lists of people that she believes have been long ignored it's a tumblr blog called fuck yeah asexual uh Representation in history is a really powerful drive. I have never seen myself represented in history in a way that made me feel part of a lineage.
1: Do we know who some like famous asexuals were? Mm. I bet there are lots of ones that we're not going to find out about because people haven't really started talking about this Mm -hmm. sort of thing. until. Oh, here's celebrities and famous people who are asexual. Tim Gunn.
0: Oh, Tim Gunn. I like Tim Gunn.
1: Janine Garofalo.
0: You know, I thought, and I will have to research this. For some reason, I was like, oh, Tim Gunn is gay. But you could be someone who would have a gay preference and still be asexual Mm -hmm. if you have an attraction that you don't want to act on
1: yeah because i think you can also be like romantically atta- attracted to people but not sexually attracted yeah. to people mm-hmm. i think it's all on a big spectrum too i think oh yeah so, you know yeah there's probably different degrees of it
0: what would do you what would your orientation additional to asexual be sarah jane do you feel like you're straight do you feel like you're bi mm, straight
2: but okay. bi curious okay yeah i'd say that yeah
0: yeah <laughs> isaac newton supposedly oh <laughs> and this, this is a rancor piece. It says, whether he truly lacked sexual traction or simply too immersed in massive scientific discoveries to have a sex life is unsure. <laughs> Adolf Hitler. <sighs> he was married, but also that doesn't mean that you... Are sexual. Do
1: you know what? I was actually thinking about that last night because I was as I was kind of prepping for this show and I was googling. <laughs> I had been googling like articles about asexuality and then um, I've been watching Man in the High Castle. <laughs> oh, that's a great show. <laughs> um, yeah, I just started it. So um, yeah, and I was thinking about like what a weirdo Hitler huh. was.
0: Oh yeah, quite the weirdo. Uh, Nikola Tesla. So these are all, but these aren't confirmed, you know? So again, there's like not a lot in history. Um, there's a really sweet article. I think this one's actually, I think this one was a real, you know, when you you see stuff on some of these clickbaity sites and you're like, did a robot write this? <laughs> but so this one's called, uh, I'm in a sexless relationship and I couldn't be happier. And this is a 21 year old and She says that when she started telling people at the age of 19 that she didn't want to have sex, she said that people said, well, you're never going to find someone who wants to date you without having sex. And she's like, no, actually I have. His name was Andrew and I found him on the internet and we're having a great time. (laughs) Uh, I know a couple that's been together over a decade. One of them is asexual. The other one's not. Um, They've had a recently semi-open relationship on his end and that works for them. So, I don't know. I just think it's cool to talk more about this. I want people listening to realize they have options if any of this is feeling like it is uh, relatable.
2: Yeah, that's really important to know that you don't have to fit into one box or another box. There are lots of boxes you can fit into. And, and definitely sex education in high school, I mean, really fails fails everyone there. Right. Because, you know, if I had been educated as a teenager or a young adult, you know, maybe that would have helped me make better decisions for myself, right? So-
0: because you said you were in relationships can we talk about any of those relationships yeah you were I mean I remember the last one that I ever heard you reference sounded pretty unhealthy like he relied on you for a lot
2: yeah he did
0: yeah so I mean did he ever like financially rely on you yep yeah and that's the thing that happens so often for strippers too
1: oh my god it does <laughs> even the strongest among us <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's really easy to facilitate. It's like, oh, you can't afford that, honey? Okay, I'll get it this time.
1: I don't think, out of all the boyfriends I've had over the years, I can think of two I've had where I didn't pay for, like, everything. Where I didn't eventually, after the little honeymoon of them trying to impress you wears (laughs) off, where I somehow didn't end up paying for, for everything. I just, it's... Mm -hmm. exhausting Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so there's one more article i'd like to reference if anyone wants to look it up this is what being asexual is actually like and it was on refinery 29 uh yeah if you want to look more into that let's talk about pam anderson (laughs) being a ridiculous human You know, here... Okay, so on the flip side of this... I don't trust
1: anybody who's been fucking attracted to kid rock. I mean, seriously. (laughs) The guy, I mean, not only his music sucks, he's fucking hideous, his style is garbage, his politics are awful. I'm sorry. Sometimes you are your partner, you Mm -hmm. know? (laughs) Like...
0: Yeah, so on the flip side of being a person who worked in the strip club and, you know, felt nurtured from it but does not have the sexuality. Pam Anderson, I mean, we, she, had, she, had a, she was like the one of the first sex tapes that I can ever recall. She was a huge sex symbol in the 90s mm-hmm. and some of the aughts. And this is so good to remember that just because someone has been around or had a lot of sex does not mean that they have a positive view on sexuality or that they know what they're talking about. So she blames asexuality on germ phobias, porn, and Fortnite, which I believe is a video game. Um, The 51-year-old Pam Anderson has called asexuality an epidemic caused by explicit porn. She was giving an interview in Dazed Magazine. Uh, A reader apparently asked, I'm with a boy who is going through a quote, asexual period. I would like to know how to help him feel sexual again. So I've gone through periods of my life when I was not asexual, but pretty darn close because it's like I was working a lot or stress or illness. There's
1: no suitable partner or somebody or you get out of a relationship that was so draining. You just mm-hmm. don't want to fuck with that for. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And again, time. that's not like, I don't want to dismiss that. Like it was a choice because it wasn't, it was circumstantial and I still had I was still the same sexual person, but just not accessing it at that time. certainly not some
1: fucking disease. Like she's implying. <laughs> oh God,
0: so it. she says she urged the reader to find a great lover Um, does he watch a lot of explicit pornographers or video games? Um, so watching a lot of porn can definitely make it harder for you connect to connect with your partner. And we've talked about this because, you know, with porn, there's no judgment with a partner. There might be judgment or stress. Um, (laughs) Pam Anderson also says, does he feel numb? Does he, is he sure of his sexuality? Is YouTube taking up his time? It's a confusing time with so much access to so much visually.
1: No, you're confused, Pam. <laughs> it's think. a
0: dangerous time for good sex. We must do all we can to keep human connections. We are stronger in pairs. Um, she also apparently That's said that... so offensive. <laughs> it's really offensive. <laughs>
1: <That's> so <laughs> offensive. Oh, no, wait,
0: there's more. Uh, so she says that she's never had a, quote, positive threesome. Which sucks. Hey man, I've had some bad ones, but that don't knock it for everyone. Obviously, right? like it. She says she's quote too romantic for group sex.
1: Oh God. <laughs> okay. There is nothing
0: more romantic than sharing. Okay.
1: You know I don't like to shit on other women, and um, and you share
0: because think- it's it's fun when we do it like this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's real. You know, I I know that uh, people like to shit on very attractive famous women and imply that they're stupid and don't have tell. only gotten where they've gotten because of their looks. And I really hate that. I hate that as a critique. However, in Pamela Anderson's case, I am 100% convinced that that's what happened here, that she's not a smart businesswoman. I'm not convinced that there's anything deep happening under the exterior and that she literally had a certain look that was appealing at a certain time Mm -hmm. and is now still clinging to pop culture as if she's relevant and Mm -hmm. has something to add. And Mm -hmm, she should mm -hmm. just go away. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Um, she suggested anyone wanting to be poly should, quote, move to Utah.
1: <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Last thing. <laughs> that's so rude.
0: Last thing, uh, a couple of years ago, apparently... Uh she wrote an anti-porn essay and she said it's a public hazard that's ironic it is ironic <laughs> isn't that interesting oh my god you know what it's like when Miley Cyrus started acting really sexual and then also appropriating a bunch of like hip-hop culture and then like a year later was like that was a rough time in my life <laughs> and I really just regret it's like no you made a lot of money tapping into some shit you made fun of and then you backed out and apologized for She's, it like,
1: Pamela Anderson is like the worst person you've ever worked with the dressing room you think so yeah just somebody that did not that just thinks they're better than you Mm -hmm. i'm not a stripper i'm a dancer and just (laughs) but it's super dramatic and causes a mess in the dressing room (laughs) makes everything about them
0: yeah it's unfortunate Uh, Uh, so let's see we have uh, let's do a couple more minutes and then we'll talk about some crotch breathing Oh, crotch breathing. Well, I say crotch breathing, but I mean like actual (laughs) like orgasm. Because I've had an orgasm too without touching myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was only once. I've had dream orgasms. Yeah, let's talk about those. I don't have those very often. Um,
1: I don't either. (sighs) But when I have them... Damn. They're usually about Barack Obama. I don't know why.
0: <laughs> do you miss him, too? I
1: do miss him, but I used to have them all throughout his presidency. Um, <laughs> sorry, Michelle. I love you, too. Oh, she's
0: probably not mad. They ha- they seem like they have a pretty strong union. Right. She's like, yeah, not-
1: I had really vivid, uh, vivid fantasies about uh, and dreams about Barack Obama. What that I would wake up. They were so realistic. And I was like, did I sleep with the president? Like, I- <laughs> Have to call somebody.
2: <laughs> so funny.
0: Oh, that's really funny. Um, at this point, I feel like we should not ignore that he was allowing um drone strikes also throughout his presidency. I but know. I do miss him so much. I know. Yeah, I know. I mean, I I would take I would take many Obamas over our current situation. You know what came up in the dressing room the other night? I didn't think I would hear this one. I heard a twenty five year old or so coworker of mine say, "John McCain is so cool." <laughs> I know you're. You're like what? And I'm like no, kind of a douchebag that like doesn't support reproductive rights. Because I remember when he was running on the ticket uh, a few years ago, the presidential with thing pa-
1: with fucking Palin. Palin,
0: yeah. But McCain compared to Trump, yeah, way better. However, sure.
1: I do kind of blame Mc- a lot of this McCain for legitimizing the Tea Party. I mean, Palin was a fucking whack job. Her whole faction are fucking wackos.
2: Sorry. Did you remember any of that, They're Sarah crazy. Jane? no oh Um,
0: lucky you
1: yeah and and by uh by mccain even gracing her with the spot on the ticket kind of legitimized a lot i think a lot of the more extreme factions of up the right do you remember kind of ushered this era in
0: oh know? kind of well and also the uh, reality tv part of it do you know okay so sarah palin do you know who that is sarah yes. Jane? okay so her daughter bristol had an, an unintended teen pregnancy oh, which yeah. was a big deal because mm-hmm. they were a christian and right like, right so apparently the same the same co-worker who said that they like john mccain um they watched they watch a lot of reality TV, uh, YouTube stuff, and they said that Bristol is going to be on an upcoming season of Teen Mom, even though she's like twenty five now. But they're like recasting. I'm like, why? <laughs> why would why? you even
1: watch? Spend a second of your life watching any of that garbage? Right. And I, those, how uh... did you keep? I want to know how you <laughs> kept from slapping your coworker. Uh... I can't deal with that kind of <laughs> foolishness.
0: Yeah. Sorry, I know she's you're a nice young lady,
1: and you're trying, but
0: yeah it, it it's 40. it's just interesting because care. but that makes me realize like how how low the bar is now right for no. for, for politics. So uh, and with that, um all right, so everyone, go to our patreon. Uh, com forward slash strange bedfellows if you want to listen to the rest of this otherwise thank you so much Sarah Jane for coming you're on welcome. thank you and uh, people cannot find you anywhere because usually we have guests on that we like to promote their work people can find them you're mysterious and you can go back into the shadows I like
2: to keep it that way <laughs> <laughs>
0: I would too <laughs> all right cool. For more Strange Bedfellows, check us out on patreon.com forward slash StrangeBedfellows and become a supporter for access to behind-the-scenes material and extra content. My name is Elle Stanger, and you can find me at stripperwriter.com and on Instagram at StripperWriter.
1: And my name is Jen. You can reach me on
2: StrangebedfellowsPDX.com.